a dentist with too much time on his hands and too much recording equipment in his basement. Armed with an obsession to bring entertaining and informative content to the dental world in a way that's never been done before, I give you the Alan Mead Experience. Well, hello and welcome to the Alan Mead Experience. I'm your host, Alan Mead, dentist, podcaster, and aspiring barista, actually. Today I have with me uh, a guest who's a new friend of mine. Uh, his name is Tiger Safarov. Tiger, how you doing? I'm doing excellent. Well, this is kind of cool. Tiger is the first guest on the Alan Mead Experience who has been mobile. He's Tiger's actually on his way to do a podcast in Kentucky. Uh, he's at the airport right now. This is kind of exciting. I like this. It's sort of a jet-setting thing. So how's everything going over there? You're, you're leaving from Chicago, correct? I'm actually already in Louisville, Kentucky. I just landed, so I wanted to make sure uh, we grab a minute to talk. Nice. I'm super excited. Nice. Uh, there will be a little bit of the background noise. I hope uh, the listeners are okay with that. I like I'll it. It's to... ambiance. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tiger, here's the thing. You know, uh, you don't sound like you have a Louisville accent. Your accent sounds a little bit different than than that. So tell me a little bit. How did you come across such an exotic accent? Just slight, slight accent. I'm still working on it. Well, I was born in Russia. You know, I have a true immigrant story. Um, you know, just a little bit about that is, you know, until 20 years old, I was growing up in Russia doing all the crazy stuff, going to school, trying to survive. And then I got this lottery ticket called have an opportunity to come to America. And I grabbed it by whatever I can grab it and just decided to go for it. And so 12 years after, I'm, I'm talking to you and, and I'm, I can be as happy as, as it can be. That's okay. So you are you're born in Russia. First twenty years in Russia. What did you do in Russia? What was what was what was a day to day thing for you when you were in Russia? You know, you have a, such a great quality of of like digging up some some really cool stuff out of people. I remember the podcast you did with um, Howard Foran. Like you were asking such questions that nobody can. I don't think I ever told the full story on any podcast before. That you know, when people in Russia, it's very important to go to school. Uh, they really, I mean, the parents really beat you up for getting bad grades, but I was really bad. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I was so bad. I couldn't do math. I couldn't do geometry. I don't know if you remember that funny joke when um, they give a problem to a kid in a, in high school with a geometry and they say, this is, this is the triangle. This is this, this is that. And they draw an X and they say, find the solution for the X. And I was that kid who would circle that X and I say, here's the X. I found it. <laughs> I you know, found like, the X. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I found the X. I was that kid. I, it was just so bad. But, you know, since I was young, I figured out that maybe school, if school is not my thing, maybe I, I should do something else. So I, I was selling cell phones. I would do promote uh, like events at the nightclubs and just trying to do as much as I can just to grow up. And I think it all was not because I wanted to make money or anything like that. I just wanted to prove myself that I can be successful at something else. So you had a lot of you had a lot of hustle even in Russia then. So this is this is something that like clearly when we get into a little bit more what you've been up to in the last few years, there's <laughs> you're another one of those. I, I interviewed uh, just Dr. Justin Short earlier this to this morning. That dude's uh, got a lot of hustle. Dude's got a lot of ambition. I, I tend to I admire people like that. But you definitely had I mean, basically you you you've got hustle. So where did that come from? I don't know. I think you know, um having that that edge of being born in another country, um, you know, that the country that, I mean, I don't want to speak back for it. I mean, it's where I was born, uh, but not that much opportunity. Um, you know, you can't really build a business. Um, I always joke about it with my friends here. And when people start complaining how bad it is in the United States, 
And especially lately, I say, I keep reminding people, I say, look, I, even with all the bad that you think is happening, I can't imagine a president of the United States rolling up to Mark Zuckerberg and saying, look, I don't like what you do with Facebook. I'm going to take your company away. It's just impossible. Mm-hmm. And in Russia, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think that, you know, it kind of makes some people more hungry, more hungry for what you want to achieve and what you want to do. But I think it's also the parenting. Um, you know, I'm lucky to have my parents who instill hard work in me and just that that ability to sit down and grind and get the things done and just believe in yourself. It's interesting, too, because when you say that, basically you're saying it's hard to it's hard to start something in a country where if you start it, uh, they could take it away from you. And there's like nothing you could do about it kind of thing. Like it's it's hard to get the gumption to do it where like in your mind, you must have thought, man, if I ever had a chance to do this, this is what I would do. I kind of love that, actually. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it historically, like the, the Russia historically has been screwed up so many times because a new government comes in, they take over everything from the rich people, give it to poor. And it just doesn't work. So people always afraid. People always are up to what's tomorrow, but not what's in a week or two years or five years. So that's the problem. I think, though, that statistically, and you probably could verify this, but immigrants from Russia tend to be more likely to start businesses, more likely to, to become quite successful in the United States. I think so. I think there has to be something about about, you know, your upbringing that that has like extra hustle. I'm not sure what that's about. I think it's all immigrants. You know, I wouldn't say just Russians, uh, you know, and I. And That's I, a fair point. It's a really fair point. Yeah. Right. Like I know, for example, our mutual friend, Mark Costas, his grandma used to have a car wash and restaurant and, and financial loan company and things like that. It's normal for people like that, you know. And now we look at it. We're like, wow, you're an entrepreneur. Back then, we didn't even know that word. Yeah. You just, you just did what you had to do. Well, what's <laughs> interesting. So do you feel like the I, is it that the immigrants the immigrant like background because you had to do so much to be able to immigrate to to say the United States that your background automatically is just like a bunch of hustle because even to be able to come here you had to do a lot to get to that point well I have so many stories I mean we just I mean I know you told me it's a three-hour podcast but we can go longer <laughs> That's than right, that, of course know? yeah exactly right so uh, it's just gonna take so much time but I think it is uh, you know I think a lot of people are are, are getting hold up by the fear um, a lot of people are, are holding because, you know, somebody said that they're not smart enough, they're not good looking enough and things like that. And that's holding people back. And I think when you're an immigrant, you, A, you have to pretty much put a big X on the country where you lived before. So you're already going through the things that you're going to be rejected, neglected and things like that. And so coming here, um, you know, America is a little bit softer than a lot of European countries. Mm-hmm. And people are much better when I start businesses here. I always say we're we're blessed to be in this country. We're blessed that the word karma and trust and intuition are, are predominant in the business. And so, like, you know, we're blessed to be here. That's really cool. I, I mean, this is one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you because it's a – we're so used to um, – dentists are – we don't think about it this way. Dentists all mm-hmm. sort of have this – this is maybe a painting with a broad brush, but it's. It, I think we all kind of feel like our backstory is all – similar enough that it's not that important. And I think, I think it's, I think it's fascinating to tell you the truth. I really do. So tell me this, um, you've been here for 12 years. You said, is that right? Correct. Okay. So have you been back to Russia since? Uh, I couldn't go back for nine years because of the documents and things like that. I mm-hmm. just need to make sure that everything is good. Sure. I was always legal. You know, I just want to make sure. That, no, sure. That, no, I get it. I get it. Good. Yeah. But I understand that uh, a lot of times it's not feasible to go back for a long time or ever, actually. Yeah, I, I just could. And, I, and it's more the, the, the other government made it difficult for me, not sure. the United States. So sure. 
that was cart. But after nine years, I went back and and I I came back in five days and I said um, five days was more than enough. That was enough. Huh? Okay, interesting. <laughs> that was sort of the question. So, is, do you have family that back there still? You know, my grandparents. My grandfather is actually turning ninety four oh, in wow. uh, two days. Oh wow! And so he's been my mentor. He's been my my rock star. And every time I had a, a, a crazy, at that point, I thought it was a crazy entrepreneurial idea when I was 13. He would always be the one who would say, I'll loan them the money. Um, you'll pay me at the thousand percent, but I'll loan you the money, you know? <laughs> uh, hey, I like it, you know? You got you to yeah. start somewhere, right? I like that. Exactly. So, you, exactly. so, you got, so your, your folks are in the, in the United States then? Yeah, my mom is here. Okay. You know? Okay. So it's, it, she's also my rock star. That's awesome. That's very cool. So you do, it's nice that you've got, so that's, that's great. And you're in Chicago area. Is that where you live? Love Chicago. Um, day one came to New York. Uh, day five, I was in Chicago. And oh, wow. I've been in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Chicago was it from the beginning. That's it. That's interesting. 100%. Okay, cool. Very mm-hmm. good. All right. So when you got on the ground here, I mean, we got a lot of stuff to talk about dentistry. We're going to get there, but I'm interested to know you got, you got, you hit the ground in Chicago, like how in the world did you get into construction of dental offices? I'm so fascinated to hear about this. He, basically, you own you owned, or do you still own, or do you owned a company that basically built dental offices? Is that right? I, yeah, I sold it. I was I was happy to to build it and sell it. <laughs> okay, but you know it was it was interesting. Uh, I came here. I didn't speak a zip in English. Uh, I don't. I still don't know how the immigration officer let me in because I couldn't even say hello. <laughs> you know, it was that bad, and they let me in. I got in, and. Uh, and another problem was that I didn't even know the difference between a hard drive and a monitor. Sure. You know, like, and so I had to learn how to uh, do use computers. So I went to school. I went to ESL classes. Uh, very quick joke. Uh, not a joke, but the true fact. Um, I would work then go to ESL classes around 10 o'clock, come home. And my aunt, who is actually the reason I'm in the United States, he would tell me, Tiger, I don't care how many words you know. I am care how you're going to pronounce them. And for Russians, and if any Russians are out there listening to me, they would agree that for us to say the word three and free, it's the same thing. We don't even see the difference. Interesting. And it's and it she just literally drilled on me the pronunciation, and that's why you know I'm blessed to have very little accent, but it's it's all her fault. You know she she did it, and uh-huh. you know based on that, just uh, went to classes, and then essentially I, I applied to a bigger school, at Illinois Tech. I uh, was doing my first semester uh, with 21 credit hours, which wow. I didn't know that that it's a lot. Mm-hmm. I just did it. And uh, one of my classes was estimating class, um, learn how to em- estimate projects, uh, got an uh, opportunity to build first college, actually, in Chicago, turned the basements into classrooms. Okay. And then met a marketing consulting firm, which I thought would be a complete BS, but they ended up giving me first project when I sat down with uh, Dr. Junhan Piridanis in Schaumburg, Illinois. Wow. Huge thank you to this guy. So him and I sat down, I believe it was like 2011 or t- no, 2009. I think 2009. And so he asked me, he said, Tiger, why would I give it to you? Because there are other guys that are doing dental. And I said, look, I'll be the one who will hustle. I'll be the one who you can trust. I'll be the one who will never charge your change order. And back then, change order was a big word. Sure. And he said, okay, we signed the contract and we're off to the races. But here was the moment. This is why I think um, it all makes sense. Um, when I previously built little projects, and I had other projects before, I would have deposits for the project for about $100 uh, if I get lucky. Now, I sit down with Dr. Junhan. He signs the contract, and he says, Tiger, what's the deposit? I say, well, I don't know. What do you feel comfortable? And he says this. He says, my contract with you is $160,000. Why do you think I care how much is the deposit? You want $20,000? I'll give you $20,000. <laughs> yeah. 
And, and it's 2009, Ellen. You remember what happened in 2009? Yeah, I do. I do remember vividly, yes. Exactly. And so my eyes went up and I say, well, okay, I'll send you. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a businessman. I'm like, can I send 25? He's like, Tiger, you're pushing. I'm like, okay, I'll send you for 20. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> that same day, I sent him an invoice for $20,000. And this is what happens. He forwards that email to Bank of America and says, approve. Bank of America sends an email back to him and say, Dr. Juhan, if everything is okay, we're going to wire the money to, to Tiger's company. And then they, I obviously put all the wire instructions and the next day I get the money and I freaked out. I literally called Bank of America guys and I said, guys, what's like, what's going on? It usually takes 90 days for people to get paid. <laughs> I get the money the next day. Oh, it's say, so what, funny. Yeah. Oh, They're like, gosh. what, you don't want the money? I said, no, 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 keep the money. I, I want it, but I want to know. I just want to make so sure I'm not being, uh, this isn't a sting or something like that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you know, the the story goes that they're like, well, that's how the dentistry works. And as soon as they said that, I said, that's it, 100% switch focus, and we became the dental cow. Interesting. Dental so, yep. so, okay, so I think what you're saying is that a lot – I know that I know that banks and, and a lot of other companies look at dentists as a good bet with regard to getting paid. Is, oh, that, yeah. is that what you're saying? Like oh, you realize that working with dentists meant you <laughs> – we're but not, generally less shady characters than some other folks is what you're saying. But primarily for us in construction is very known for not getting paid for 90 days. And that's oh, why yeah. it's really hard, hard oh, yeah. to build relationships. And for example, the way I built the business was I would never charge a change order uh, a doctor. So there was a lot of um, really bad stuff going on in Chicago at that point where contractors will come in and say, well, we forgot that you need floors. Here's your $5,000 change oh, order. Oh, yeah. It happened, never... happened my plumbing. That's what happened to me. Exactly. And we had a policy and I said, I will never come to you with a change order unless you come in and say, Tiger, I don't like wood floors. I want marble floors. I, then I'll charge you. But sure. anything outside of that, we will never do it. And the way I did it is I went to my vendors and my subcontractors and I said, guys, I will pay you the next day. You give me the invoice. I'll pay you the next day, but I will never pay you change orders. And at that point, 2009, I took a full advantage of that and they all agreed to it because there was no work. I know that's it was kind of a perfect time for you in that way. It was an excellent time. I if if, if you had, you down. had the money to pay them, they were not getting paid quickly or even having any work done. That's kind of brilliant, actually. I sort of love the timing of it. Yep, it worked out perfectly, and so that's how we became number one in Chicago. Oh my gosh! So I mean, you are—that's an upstart thing. You kind of you got a dentist to trust you, and you did it right, and then word got around. I'm assuming is that is that kind of how pretty much? How yeah, we never did any big big advertising or anything like that, but we built over a hundred offices. Wow! And, you know, I was part of every single one, and it's like they're all my babies. So uh, interestingly, now, are, do you have a background in construction, or was it more just the the management of it that that's your background? Alan, I'm afraid to tell you the truth, but I'm always honest. I have no idea how to lick brick. I'm like, telling I don't you. know how to screw the drywall together. I have no idea. That's that's you why know, I'm I'm the least handy me. person on the face of the earth. So I, <laughs> I, I imagine I can't imagine trying to run a, a construction company in that way. It's just people. You know, I'm good with people, I'm good with management. I'm I know that schedules are important. I I'm a trustworthy, you know, people will say if Tiger said there will be no change order, they technically you know what I always dreamed about as an immigrant? When What's I that? started that business, I said I wanna I would like to have a day. When I have a client who I don't know from Adam will sit down with me and will sign my proposal without looking at the numbers. I know it sounds weird, mm -hmm. but I said, I, I just want to achieve that level when people can trust you so much yeah. that they don't even need to check anything. They just look you in the eye and say, Tiger, promise me that you're not going to screw me up. I say, yes, I, it will not happen. They trust me. They sign it and we're good to go. And I deliver that. And so it happened my last year before I sold the business, three large contracts 
I think altogether they ended up being $1.5 million between three of them. I signed just on a, on a handshake on the eyes and the people didn't even check anything. That's awesome. That's and really cool. They're, they're all my good friends now. And so, and, and so dentistry was, I mean, you, these projects were dentist specific. Once you started with the periodontist in Schaumburg, you decided you're building dental offices and the dental industry was where you wanted to be. Is that right? hundred percent. So, I just, I, I love the complexity of it. Tell me about that. What, t- I, I'd love to know. I mean, I've, t- you know, with the companies we've worked with, with the podcast, I've asked mm-hmm. them these questions and they're just like, you know, there's something weird about the dental industry in general. Like, like people, people who work in one company, if they change or if they do something different, they tend to stay in the industry. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure yeah. out what that's about. So to, what have you figured out about that? So it's actually funny. One of the dentists told me when I started the, the first business, he said he's very successful here in Chicago. He said, Tiger, you'll never leave this industry. And I was young and stupid back then. I said, oh, what are you talking about? And then and, and ended up, this is my third one and I'm in dental. And so it's it just it just complexity of the business. I think um, a lot of it to do is the people, right? Your reputation matters. Um, you know, obviously, you know, we can be always right. I do have probably two. Yeah, I think two doctors who are absolutely pissed at me uh, for my previous. They just if they hear my name, they will probably say he's the biggest and blah, blah, blah. Is that right? Okay. This. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I had to stand up for something. Sure. I don't look at it as a bad way. It's just a, there was something that I had to stand up for, either my guys or the project or something. But uh, it was always from the heart, not from the not from my pocket. Sure. And so, you know, like that's 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 what it is. And I think that complexity um, of the business itself, like, for example, if we're building an office, I love that I was the guy, not the equipment guys, but I was the guy who would say, if the compressor goes here, then we're running the lines here, then I'm going to put the door here. And then the vacuum lines and the suction lines are going to go here. And then I would come in and I would be, doctor, are you right-handed? Are you left-handed? And it would be, why do you care? You're the contractor. I said, well, first of all, I'm not a contractor. I'm your consultant. Mm-hmm. And the second is it actually matters how we design your, your space. And, you know, I would be the one to say, look, when the patients come in, they have to see the front desk, not your chairs, not your bathrooms. And, you know, like, I just love that. I love being an expert in that. That's cool. That's really cool. So okay, so you're uh, you're on the top of your game building dental offices in Chicago. You're doing fine. You decide you're going to sell this and do something else. What the heck happened there? Uh, you know, uh, it, probably the same uh, immigrant instinct kicked in because I met uh, one of the top construction guys in the country. Uh, the guy who started in I don't think he actually bought it, but he 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 was running it at that point down in Texas called MedTech Construction. Yep. Um, so I met with these guys and I and I flew actually in to meet with Brian Barry. He was running it back then and we became really good friends. And literally I just sent him an email. He responded back. He said, come on over. In the next five minutes, I bought the flight and I went there. And back then they were working throughout the United States. And I met with him and I said, look, I'm inspired to build what you're doing. I want to build a nationwide company. And he said, you won't be able to do it. And he gave me all the good reasons, not that he just wanted to cut my wings out. It was just this X, Y, and Z. And, and I got really, you know, not discouraged but uh it just i couldn't see the vision i did not want to be just in chicago mm-hmm. and you know right there on the flight back i just put a plan together how to how to build the team how to build my little pieces that i was missing and sell the business interesting so you knew you wanted to go nationwide and he is someone who really knew what they were talking about essentially helped you realize that it wouldn't be something you could reasonably do nationwide is that what you're saying Correct. Okay. Correct. So, so then you 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 tr- you decided then you were going to transition out and and then 
you decided you're going to do something nationwide in another way. So that's kind of where we're going. I, I want you to give me before we dive into that. I want I'm going to tease this a little bit. I want, yeah, I want you yeah. to tell me. I want you to tell me Poor a little plate. bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna just be. I want to hear what like the day to day life of Tiger is. So we're going to do the fly on the wall. Let's do it. The Alan Mead Experience Fly on the Wall. All right, walk me through a day or two in the life of Tiger Safarov. Like, what's what's a regular day for you right now? All right, my favorite part. So, um, t- technically, all the days are about the same. Um, I'm up at 4 o'clock sometimes, a little bit earlier, 3.30. I have a team overseas that um, I have to manage, and I'm running a great team there. So, I would get up, eat a breakfast, stretch out a little bit, and then just get on Skype and talk to my team for about an hour, hour and a half to make sure we're all on the same page. Interesting. Then, so so you have to get up that early for the international connection. Is that right? That is correct. Okay. Yep, because I want to catch the productive time that they have and make sure that they execute on, on what they do. Okay. Where's, where's the, where, what kind of international are we talking about? Where are we talking with? So it's a, it's a pretty much a tech hub in Europe. Okay. Uh, it's Belarus. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of smart people there. Mm-hmm. I went out there. I opened my own office. Uh, we used the contractors before, but now it's our own people, and mm-hmm. um, you know it's our team. We're very proud of them. And actually, two people on that team already built so much more product than an average team here with ten people will build in a year. Interesting, interesting. I kind of mm-hmm. love that. Okay, so have you ever noticed? This is just a complete aside, but you ever noticed that like the people that are really killing it and crushing it all get up early in the morning? A hundred percent. Yeah. What's that all about? What's that all about? I, I truly think that we just can't wait to get up because there's so much you want to do, so much you want to create. It's just like you, you, it's boiling inside of you. I think sometimes I, mean, I feel I, like that. Sometimes I feel like the pillow is really nice, though, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, like Sunday morning. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so I'm sorry I interrupted you. So you're up early. No, you're no. talking with your team internationally. Then keep on going. Yep. Then by 6 o'clock, I'm at the gym with, with my, my crew, and uh, about it's about an hour. Then after that shower, back to the office, and I have an hour of by myself until my team shows up is where I do marketing. And then usually from nine till 11, I do sales. And then from 11 till about three, I do onboarding. Okay. So all the new companies that, and offices that come in, I will onboard myself at least for now. Okay. And then after that, I have back-to-back meetings with my team here in Chicago. And then in the evening when everybody leaves, it's again my productive time when I can get things done. I would probably work till nine, 10, um, just wrapping up some things and uh, go to bed at 10, 30. Wow. Wow, I'm exhausted just hearing that. So <laughs> that's, that's I love it. But I'm, it's great. Oh, do you have a family? I, you know what? Um, I don't. I think I'm lucky that just the the, the life played out the way it did. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I was engaged, and then it just didn't work out. Okay, I think it's, it's it was happy for everybody. Sure. Uh, you know, I'm thrilled. She's thrilled. Um, but it just it, the life put me in a certain position right now where everything is just works out that I'm running this business. It's very amazing to look at it from the outside. I get it. I get it. I mean, there's you talk. Okay. You talk to married people, you talk to people with kids. And I think in a lot of cases they would say, look, get your, get some of this kind. If you're going to do that kind of a schedule, get it done before you're married, before you have kids. Because if you can't give that time to your family, you'll have regret. You know what I mean? Like, like a family is going to take, it's not to say that you should never have a family. I'm just saying, but those kind of hours yeah. are are not conducive to doing well with a family. I say this as a guy who podcasts when my kids are at school and when when my kids have gone to yep. bed. Basically, uh, you know, this is the only extra I do outside of working. But okay, so so this is really this is cool. This is a really good setup. I want you to describe to me. Uh, I want you to describe to me how you look at the dental supply industry in 2017. What is it like now? 
what's going to change and how are you going to change it? Um, I don't know if I want to put it that we are going to change it. Mm -hmm. I I think we're going to try to change it. Mm -hmm. Let me me just put it that way. Sure. Um, I think it's broken. Mm -hmm. I think think a lot of things are are backwards. They don't make sense. I don't want to blame anybody. No big company, no small company. It's just just broken. It's Mm -hmm. broken that the industry made it that way that you can't go on one website and price compare things, mm-hmm. right? It's it's just mind-boggling that you go to one company and they show you one price, but it's somewhere at the bottom it shows, and by the way, if you buy 40 of this, we will only give you that price. Mm-hmm. And I think it's broken. And so what we're trying to do is we're-, uh, we're let me, I'm going to eject something here, yeah. too. Something really interesting. Now, this is a sales a sales technique that I've gotten from multiple different places. I don't need to drop names at all. But exactly. it, here's the thing. They always say, they give you, if you get the catalog, there's one price. And then they say, no, but, but for you, you get, you get our best price. You always get our best price, which is X percentage better than the price that's in the, the catalog or whatever. And my mm-hmm. thing is like, why do I have to like, why, why can't it just be like the bottom line price? Why can't we know what stuff is so we can make a decision from there? Because I feel like in a lot of cases that those prices are not super obvious or it's not super easy to know what you're actually getting. Correct. And, and I, it's mind-boggling. That's all I can say. I mean, especially coming from the outside. I'm not a dentist. Um, you know, I love dentistry. I wish I would have been a dentist, right? I don't know what I would do, though. But, like, it's just interesting to watch this that um, it, it, we talk about the dental tax all the time, right? Yes. It's a, it's a it, stupid tax, to be honest. Yes. Exactly. And you look at, uh, you know, back in the days when I was building offices, you look at a dental air compressor and it's no difference from a Home Depot compressor, mm-hmm. but we sell it as a dental. Mm-hmm. If they would uh, build the features that we would build on the outside to make it, uh, you know, like sustainable, if uh, electricity goes down and things, when, when it really addresses the problems of the dentistry, then I can understand. But if you're just wrapping it up in a nice, uh, in a nice jacket and you call it a dental specific compressor, let's use that as an example. I think it's, it's a perfect, t- total perfect dental tax. Yeah, it's a perfect example. I, I feel like I feel like we pay that and we're so used to paying it that that doesn't even phase us anymore. I guess is the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and it, the industry is changing, right? I mean, the dentists uh, now are becoming a lot smarter business people. Um, I know there's a big push on owning your own practice, as, and there's a big push of joining the groups and becoming the part of the groups. And so the the business sense should win. Yeah, definitely. So so tell me a little. You know what? Maybe now is the time. Uh, because we're going to be talking probably about your company mostly. So I want, uh, are you ready to do the 90-second perfect pitch? You're going to pitch your company to us, and then we'll talk about it. Does that sound okay? All right, let's try it. All right. Ready. You've got a minute and a half to sell the Allen Mead Experience audience anything you want. An idea, a product, a service, a used car, whatever you like. But you have to stop when you hear my ass. Welcome. To the 90 second perfect pitch ready set go uh, all right so zen supplies is the dental inventory management system designed for dentists to help them save the time and save the money by having everything in one platform with one click of a button you can manage the inventory you can find the best prices for the distributors and you can literally order these products with as i said with a one click of a button i love that i love That's that. much it You've got, you've got much you've got tons of time left so maybe a cup of coffee or something like that right well, I mean maybe I should sell my car yeah there you go your car I mean there's lots of options here so I, I'm gonna just butt into your time we will have the the donkey will come on in a couple of seconds but here's the here's my question so let's say 
you're try you're bringing your platform brings together it prices from all kinds of different places is that right you basically one product and you price from other are you guys selling the supplies or are you guys uh aggregating the information and splitting the orders out we're aggregators okay See, that's so we're not selling. We're not a distributor. Okay. Uh, but we are collecting information. Okay. Which we do need to go a little bit in detail because I want to make sure everybody understands. Because definitely, some, sometimes people think that I'm putting uh, Bank of Patterson Shine against each other. Um, we can only do that if, for example, you are the client of Shine, you are the client of Patterson, you are a client of Banco. What we do is we just look up these prices for you and we show them to you. Okay. But at this point, um, it's very wrong for me to say. It's very. Um, not truthful to say that if you are only buying from Banco, we will not be able to show you Shine unless you open an account with them, which I we see. can help you do. It. I see. Well, and I'll tell you what, it's not like it's a huge, it's not like it's a huge problem for uh, a lot of these supply companies will have represent certain things that the other companies won't have. So you're, I mean, if you're buying them, I, most people, I would, I would assume most places have that, but okay. So basically you guys are sort of a go between that does the, the looking up that you'd love your team to do essentially. Is that what you're saying? Yep. It's, so first we started as an inventory management, right? So we organized everything. Our goal is to stay there. We're the tech company. We're actually working right now on bringing voice into the the, the, the room mm-hmm. so that, for example, Susan walks into the sterilization room and she says, hey, Alexa, what do we have left with gloves? And she says, well, last time I checked, we only have five boxes of small gloves left. You know, that's what we're working. That's what yep. we're excited about. Yep. That is you know, really cool. Right. So, for example, Alexa gives you a morning huddle routine and says, well, for today we have this and X, Y and Z scheduled. So that's what we're pumped about. Now, the price comparison is the dirty part that nobody likes. We get a lot of heat. Distributors don't like us, but somebody's got to do it. What's interesting is, okay, tell me this. This is and you, you probably are way on the inside of this. But why is it that? Okay, so I don't order much from Company X. Company X is not going to give me a good price because I'm not. I haven't decided that I'm going to buy everything from them. So, so the story is like, <laughs> why is it that they can give price one to one person and price one to the other person? It's like, how do they even measure loyalty? How do they even do? I, I don't even understand. I've never understood that. To this day, I've never understood that. And and the other thing that I've never understood is I there's tons of my friends that have reps at different their rep from their company comes in and it's they act like they're a part of the team they're regular folks I can't stand having people come in during my workday it drives me crazy I have no time to talk to these people so but I mean on the other hand some offices love having a rep and love have them showing every so like every dentist probably looks at this differently my question is how do you guys fit into that pro, that age old problem. Uh, you know, it's it's a, it's an excellent question, Alan. I tell my team all the time. Unfortunately, right now, uh, you know, I have a thick skin, but for we're technically fighting everybody. I'm sure we're fighting distributors, we're fighting doctors, we're fighting team members, we're fighting everybody, and and, and we just think that what we do is historically is going to make sense mm-hmm. um, because you know the industry, other industries have proven themselves that it's going to be historically correct. But mm-hmm. you know, yes, there are relationships, and we're not replacing any relationship. If you love your shine rep. And you guys are buddies and you go play golf all the time and you're okay wasting $10,000 on that relationship. I mean, that's totally fine. Let's be honest, yeah, right? Like, EDAC yeah. will fly you to Oregon and who's going to pay for the private jet? I mean, it, it just all makes sense when you look at it as a very practical standpoint. For sure. Um, you know, our job is to, what we call it, bring democracy to the dental industry mm-hmm. and the dental supplies that you can look at the products. You can see what uh, companies are selling similar products at what prices. And then potentially what we're building is building the reviews where the doctors can review the products. 
not necessarily waiting for some big name out there to test all these products and write a report. Oh my gosh, that's no, so good. It's just a re- it's just a review, a simple two sentence. I tried this bonding agent and it's dying doing this, this, and that. I wouldn't buy it. Give it a three star. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's really what cool. we want to do. That's really cool. And are you okay? Another question. I got a million questions for you. This is like this is fascinating. And I've I've heard you on podcasts before, and I guess for whatever reason it didn't click. But I'm starting to see what you guys are doing. How, how that's what you, you told me three hours. I mean, I'm ready. <laughs> I know how. What what company in another field would you guys like like? I know the classic the classic line for for tech startups is we're the Uber of X. But what, yeah. what kind of a like like what? How would you help us relate to what you're doing compared to like maybe a tech company that we're familiar with? I mean, is this? It's not really Amazon because Amazon is a, it is no. kind of Amazon because Amazon does do some stuff where they they other resellers but what uh, what is what is uh, zen supplies like that we would already know you know i'm struggling with that it's actually it's interesting a lot of options go through my head right now but i'm struggling because um you know we are early on we are bringing something interesting mm-hmm. um i do want to say we're we're sort of like an airbnb because you know you you bring something totally different um I'm honestly struggling with that question. Well, okay, so you—it's kind—it's of, not Amazon in the sense that you're the distributor, but you can mm-hmm. be a seller of products through Amazon, or, so you can be use the Amazon, you know, website to sell your stuff. So in some ways, but on the other hand, the other thing that's like Amazon is the reviews. That's a big deal. Correct. Yep. 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 That's a big one. Like in the other. Okay. So right now. The easiest way to find out about a product that someone you know that you're looking at buying is to go honestly, like on Dental Town or the Dental Hacks Nation or something like that, and ask about it. Not very efficient, mm-hmm. really, because it's not all in one place. And and Facebook is is you know is notoriously hard to search. So you're you're hoping that dentists start using Zen Supplies and start actually giving you know reviews, giving reviews so that other people can look at them. Is that right? It's right. And you know what's really mind-boggling? When I ask people, uh, I talk to a lot of people lately and distributors and the vendors, and they tell me, well, Tiger, who the hell in the world will ever write a review on the product? I say, fine. And you know what? This is actually very interesting. I want to take a side note on this sure. real quick. I am, I'm, I'm just mind-boggled by how a lot of vendors and distributors are completely wrong about the market. Uh-huh. They have a completely different perception of the dentistry and the doctors and what they're going to do and what they're going to choose. I agree. It's just mind-boggling to me. To, I mean, dig into that a little bit, though. I mean, it, not not to be critical of them, but literally, they are literally kind of using the wrong information, I think, in a lot of... You, you described that when we were talking about why podcasts are a cool place for someone to market or, or yes. podcasts are a good, a good place for people to be. It's because I'm convinced that podcasts are, are a really great form of media because... You have to, at this point you have to choose to download a podcast. It's not ex- yes. it doesn't cost anything, but you still have to go out of your way. If you want to listen to this podcast, you had to find it or get directed to it on your phone to hit subscribe so you get this thing. Like yes. like right now, I get a bunch of dental magazines at my office that I never signed up for, and frankly, most of the time I don't look at, and they keep sending them. Right? I mean, there's cost yep. involved with sending them, and so I just I, that is like a perfect analogy where I feel like a lot of the the dental. The dental world is sort of missing it. They're, they're they're looking at the wrong data. Describe how do you feel about that? I'm sitting in a room with a with a distributor X. Let's let's protect the the innocent. Sure, right? of course, of course. I'm sitting in the room with them with big shots, and they tell me that the dentist will never do X, Y, and Z. And I ask them why, and they say, well, because we know we have the relationship, and we've been in the business, and and all this old dumb metrics that they're still using. 
versus what's really going on in the industry. And what's really going on is this. I go to the dental office and I say, give me all your data, what you're purchasing in the last 12 months. They give me all of their invoices. We upload all that stuff on their website. And I say, doctor, doctor, awesome. Now let's go through the entire inventory and let's lock the products that you only want to buy from that distributor X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many products out of 150 that they will lock? I have no idea. I don't even have a wild guess. Five. Okay. At the most. That's your loyalty to that big X, Y, and Z company that will spend $40 million on marketing just to protect their existing customers. Sure. I mean, it's a complete disconnect. I tend to agree. Now, I will say this. If the company makes it easy for you to order from them and you know that you're going to get the best price available, I I mean, we have – the thing about it is is that they say that we're getting the best price. I don't know that there's any way to prove that without doing a lot of legwork, and I feel like that's kind of where you guys come into it. But oh, yeah. I, I am I. I mean, I hate I hate it if there's people listening from from the big distributors. I don't have a ton of of loyalty. I, I mean, I don't think I. You know, I just throw my credit card at it. That's about all I think about it. I don't. I don't have a mm-hmm. rep that I. We've used the same rep for the company we use, but he doesn't come in. We call him on the phone, so it's not like it's a huge connection that way. And so it is interesting to me that I. So what you're saying almost like is the old school way is it's all about the relationships when in reality. It may not be about the relationships in that way as much as we're thinking. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's just like back in the days and back in 2000 when people said, I will never put my credit card to buy a bottle of wine on the website. Now it happens all the time. Yeah. Retail, just a report today, retail went down yeah. and Amazon is keep climbing up. Yeah. So the data is on our side and it's just mind boggling. And all the new kids that are coming out of the dental schools, do you think they're going to care about having uh, a beer with their shine rep or Patterson no. or Banco. No. I mean, they just need to get their stuff done. Everybody's busy. Well, Especially the other thing like, is, is, I mean, the newer the, newer the dentist, yeah. and frankly, let's face it, the <laughs> the owners, the age of the dental owners going down, going down. I mean, like these guys eventually have to sell or die, one or the other. So you've got newer owners that have are much more comfortable doing their business online. Much more mm-hmm. comfortable. I mean, as a matter of mm-hmm. fact, I will go out of my way to buy stuff out online rather than go out and get it, frankly. And I'm, I'm 45 years old, for crying out loud. So it's like, it's interesting that, that this is sort of something that the, those and, – and dental websites are notoriously horrible, too, by the way. I don't know if you exactly. know that, but they're, they're oh. terrible to do any searching and stuff. So I see where you're coming on this. I really do. Yep. So, okay, so here's a question for you. What about – distributors that are more direct or smaller companies that may may sell direct but you want to try and get the same you know if if you're saying look zen supplies is going to be the place i order because it's a one-stop shop how are you working with the people that are more direct or or have more uh tight distribution lines let's take ultradent as an example perfect exactly yeah work with them all the time um shout out to them good company good quality products and never give us a headache um we just the platform. We just tell them that, look, we're helping dentists to, to simplify their life. We're not replacing Ultradent with anything else. Um, you, just, you guys have the business, so we're just going to send you the orders. And, and usually uh, medium-sized distributors are okay with that. Mm-hmm. Don't give us a hard time. I was wondering, yeah, if they were some of your easier deals. I feel like the big guys are the ones that are going to feel like you're trying to replace them or something. What's amazing to me is that literally at the beginning of this call, I thought you were trying to replace them. I thought you were just trying no. to be the next. So in reality, you're just trying to do the legwork that no one wants to do and, and make tell, it easier to order is what you're saying. I, I tell people all the time, everybody in the industry right now is trying to be an architect. They're trying to think about the pretty things. I'm the plumber. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll do the dirty work. Yeah, seriously. Like, everybody's terrified how the order from uh, a dental office X, Y, and Z will get to Henry Schein and Patterson and things like that. I mean, we figured it out. 
we already have a model in place. That's really cool. I mean, it's okay. So right now, um, how, let's say someone has listened and said, you know what, I want to work with Tiger. What, what, what do they do? Who do they contact? And then what, what's their experience going to be like to get started with Zen Supplies? I mean, first of all, they're going to work with me. I mean, how much better can they get? Sure, there like, you go. I'll, I'll give them everything I can. Um, I mean, it's very, it's very simple. They just sign up. Uh, we do the onboarding. Uh, it's, it's about four sessions. They will log in. I mean, uh, we'll give them logins to the system. We'll create an account together. And we literally handhold the first four sessions, each session about an hour. We make sure the inventory is loaded correctly. We make sure that uh, it's all, uh, all the manual processes are automated. Uh, we check all the account numbers. And believe it or not, it's, it's actually very, very sad that when we onboard offices and we get um, account information for like Darby and other distributors, mm-hmm. a lot of doctors have outstanding balances. <laughs> yeah. And they, and they don't even know. Yeah. That's so sad. And they're, like, they're getting the, charged fees on it, too. I can say that exa- because I tend to I tend to I, I found that out with I mean, literally, I found that out with Shine last month. I'm like, I got stuff outstanding. That I don't even know. You know, it's like it's stupid stuff. But it's I get it. I totally get it. It's actually kind of a. Uh, a cleaning house kind of thing, actually. Oh, we we are, yeah. We're again, we're cleaning house. We're the plumbers. We, we love dirty work, so we would go in and we'll check all these things. And you know, then when the offices are onboarded, they can choose either they want to do a, a full inventory management. We have an option where they can do it partially, mm-hmm. and then we train the team. We do a huddle, uh, and then after that, they start using the system. They all of their inventory management process automated. Then they go into the price comparison page. They can pick where they want to buy. Um, again, we're trying to tell a much better story about the distributors versus just being a commodity for a lot of them. Sure, sure. And, and they select where they want to buy. The products show up. They reconcile, and that's about it. That's really cool. So, at this, your hope is that you're going to be. Sa- I'm assuming the hope is you're going to save a bunch of time for the people that are doing the ordering in the office. Is what what I mean. I'm assuming since it's all in one place, that's the that's the plan. I'm so happy that you brought this up because right now there's a little bit of misconception. I have officers that sign up and they want to see. Uh, us saving them $15,000 right away. And I say, Doc, let's just be honest. You've been wasting money for the last who knows how many years. <laughs> What's let me, the rush? Let, yeah. Right. Let me get you organized first. Let's save time first. Let's make sure that Susan can go home at 5 o'clock instead of 7.30 mm-hmm. and do your inventory. Let's get all this stuff in place. Um, and then after that, you know, as you continue placing orders, we will. the machine will work. We'll find you the better deals and we'll present it to you. And, you know, we'll just do that. And then by the, I would say by the third, fourth order that you're placing, now you can start seeing a lot more savings than on the first one. That's really cool. The concept is, the concept is really smart. And honestly, it took, it's taken me a little while to understand because you're sort of, it's, it's not what you think at first, but I totally understand why you're doing it. I totally understand your timing because of how much is coming on this way. There's, there's a lot here. But, you know, Tiger, I have to say, I really appreciate you coming on the show. This was fascinating to me. Um, let, let us know. Let us know. How do we get in touch with you, Tiger? If, if someone's listening, says I'm really interested in this. How do we get in touch with you? So, um, if just the questions, I would say the easy place is uh, if people are on Instagram, ask me questions on Instagram. I'm okay. there all the time okay. or Twitter. Okay, right. It's Tiger Safarov. Okay. Um, and then if people are interested um, to learn more about the system, um, on our website ZenSupplies.com, mm-hmm. there's a button, big green button at the top that you won't miss it. It says schedule the demo. It's free. I'm always available. I'll do the demos. I'll show you the insides and out. And if you like it, it's great. If not, then maybe a little later time. That's awesome. That's fantastic. And I think you you show up now and again the, in the Dental Hacks Nation page too. So if people have questions that other oh, yes. people might might benefit from, maybe we'll have discussion there too. Thank you a ton for spending some time with me, Tiger. This was really cool. I was I'm very surprised and excited about what you're doing. 
And uh, I hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I, I told you how much I love what you do with the podcast and, and uh, the Alameda experience. I think it's awesome. It's bringing what we talked about, bringing that democracy to the industry that not the big establishments are in charge. It's just the, it's the people are in charge. I love it. We don't have to ask permission. That's how we do it. So we'll talk to you again soon, Tiger. Thank you so much. If you have questions or comments about the Allen Mead Experience, email me at alan at theallenmeadexperience.com. Go to iTunes. Leave me a review. I could use it right now. We're still new. I want to get up, on the, get up on the ratings. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon.